Welcome to TVT with Grace and Emma, a podcast on the millennial generation and how we came to be. I'm Grace. I'm Emma. On this week's episode, we talk about astrology and how that culture is part of the millennial culture. Totally. And we just catch up on some emerging trends that really are making us feel nostalgic. Aww. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Emma. Hey, Grace. What's going on? Ooh, so much. <laughs> I'm Hold so on. excited to be back. Shit. What? I was going to open my beer. I've already done it. Oh, I've already also already done it. All right, well, <laughs> that is the sound of me opening a beer. Welcome back, everyone. It's been too long. Agreed. Grace and I are, what's our excuse? Work? I think adjusting to adjusting to our work schedules still. Ugh. We sound like such complaining millennials. No, but... You want me to work for 10 hours <laughs> straight I guess every I, day? I know, but I guess I just mean like like we live two hours away from each other if we do public transpo, right? True. Maybe an hour and a half if you catch the BART. Two hours to travel 11 miles. Anyway, oh. we... Yeah, work has been totally intense i would say for both of us yeah but we're doing our best thank you so much for hanging in there with us yeah really thank you for your patience we wanted to be here every week yep we committed to fortnightly and then just in the attempt to to get on track just we're working it out we're we're working it out but we're so excited to be here today yes We've got so much to talk about, which is the perk of taking some <laughs> an inadvertent time apart. True. Break is that we have a lot to say. Um, so let's go. Great. First, I want to say a dress for the occasion. Oh yeah, Emma. So Emma is. I'm going to describe what you're wearing. Yeah. And then you're going to correct me. Emma's wearing a yellow American Apparel hoodie. Is that the good place to start? Then you're wearing a t-shirt that you bought when you were Alana Glazer for Halloween. Yep. So it's sort of like a mesh uh, athletic shirt. Yeah. And then black leggings, as am I, because we are ladies of the 21st century. Or just people of the 21st century. So what about the outfit is millennial themed? It is... You think that canary yellow is the new millennial pink, and that's why you're wearing it. No. no. American Apparel is very a uh, big brand of our generation. Yes. Yeah. Is it head to toe American Apparel? No. Oh. It's just a sweatshirt. Yeah. So oh, I, man. That, that, everyone had that sweatshirt. Everyone had it. Yeah. There's American <clears throat> Apparel zip up with the white yep. straps. Yep. What is this called? Tie. Um, okay, so here's why. Drawstring. Draw, thank you. Drawstring. So here's why I specifically wore it today. I used to have a couple of these. I had like a green one, a black one, a gray one, maybe a blue one. Mm -hmm. And at some point over time, they just like slowly kept slipping away. Mm -hmm. I went to a clothing swap, swap last weekend with a bunch of people that I went to high school with. So of course, when this showed up, I was like, 
I need a, an American Apparel sweatshirt back in my life, especially yeah. because American Apparel is now deceased in the form that it once was, yep. which is not an all bad thing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, very excited to be wearing not only an American Apparel sweatshirt, but an American Apparel sweatshirt born in the early 2000s. Man, I am shocked at how crisp that sweatshirt has stayed through the years. Like that for a yellow article of clothing for it to stay so fresh looking. I know. You're like a commercial for Tide. Well, my friend Robin is because it's hers. Well she, done, Robin. She kept it clean these 15 years. It, I don't know how. Yeah, it's exceptional. Well, great job, Robin. Thank <clears throat> you for outfitting me for today's pod. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back, Emma. Oh, just have to. Yeah. Um, great. Shall we start with some updates? Yeah. Um, I have some serious, serious excitement around some throwbacks that are coming back into our lives. Emma's not that excited about all of them, but, uh, Uggs are back. Okay. Shout out. Tell me. You didn't post a link, so you could have <laughs> just made this shit up and I wouldn't even know. No, so Uggs, and not only that, but they're like getting, I want to say I heard on a podcast ad, like, they're in my Instagram feed. They are really hitting home the fact that they have brought back select designs because it's their, like, 25th anniversary. Oh, my God. And so, like, they're bringing back whatever that color was of the original Ugg boot that went so popular. Do you it's know, like when it's Disney like opens fawn. the vault. Yeah. <laughs> fawn? I don't like know. The color, Did you like wear a light them? Brown. No, of course not. Do you think Corey was going <laughs> to... Scott. If, if, if I had wanted it. I doubt I would have actually gotten the Ugg itself because Corey would have been like, that shoe is not going to keep you warm. Let's actually buy you, like, a winter shoe. Mm. You know? Yeah. But I also, you know, Grace raged against the machine. She was not allowed <laughs> to purchase Uggs. Did you? Well, my mom tried to convince me to get a pair. <laughs> wow. In a strange turn of events. <laughs> and then instead of buying me something, because I was like, hell no. They were so they were so all the rage, especially in SoCal. Mm. The Abercrombie and Fitch mini skirt, jean yes. denim mini with the Uggs was like, that was it. Yeah, I forgot that they're like a beachy brand, which yeah. is so counterintuitive to it's me. It's so weird. Well, everyone's like they're from Australia, where you can like surf and s- snowboard. I don't I don't know. Anyway, my mom was like, you should get some, and I was like. No, thank you. And so one day, one year for Christmas, she just, like, bought me some knockoff ones from Marshalls. Got it. Which, like, I don't know when I wore them. Sure. But I do have a distinct memory of wearing them with some jeans that were too tight and an American Apparel Forest Green Deep V. <laughs> Good for you. Thanks, brah. Yeah. So, anyway, gotta gotta mention that. Gotta let the people know in case they want to relive that fantasy. The holidays are coming up. Yeah. Add them to your gift gift list. My mom listens to this, Corey. Oh. I do not need, I do not need fawn colored UGG boots. Just want to float that out there. <laughs> okay, another thing that's like you can buy. God, this is like an ad. I'm sorry, but in <laughs> capitalism, capitalism, purchase power. In October, In Sync launched. I know it's that. It's been that long since we've recorded. In Sync launched a uh, new merch, and. God help us. It has been so long since we talked about Joey Fatone. <gasps> yeah. Um, also, what... Do we want to talk about the fact that Justin Timberlake is Man of the Woods touring it up? What's Man of the Woods? Right. It's his tour. 
Remember how he like reinvented himself as a country lumberjack? Oh, I kind of have not been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not? I like once he straightened his hair, I kind of wasn't buying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. We don't need to go down that road. But just heads up, Man of the Woods is his most recent album. Okay, but he's, he's kind of trash right now. He is trash. Like I'm not talking about him. Britney Spears still. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, and it is news. It is news. For millennials. But I also think, like, why is he trying to play both cards? Why is he trying to tap into the nostalgia? Mm. Like, that's why it's just, it's just, like, they're just throwing everything at the wall to try to get millennials to exercise their spending power. They're like, Mm -hmm. go see JT, Man of the Woods. Mm -hmm. He's all grown up. He's just like you. He Mm. wears flannel. He's the guy that you want to drink a bourbon with. Right. But also, tap into your nostalgia and go buy these t-shirts. You know, it's kind of crazy how it just makes me think about, like, how are young people going to understand who Justin Timberlake is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Without the context and the history, I feel like Justin Timberlake is so benefiting from the life that he's been able to breathe into his career. Yeah. Dissociated from, I mean, like, future sex love songs. That was such a. I was gonna say that I was think, such a good album. Oof, you I didn't disagree. like it with Timbaland. No. It was such. A, it was so captured what music was like right then. Like Timbaland on everything. <laughs> yeah. Like true that him still staying true to like the dancing. Yeah. But like putting Scarlett Johansson in his music videos. Yeah. I don't know. I was. I was. It's the kind of thing that I shopped so happily to H, at H and M too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. I disagree. But I also think that that was many people's introduction to him. Mm-hmm. And so many people, their history of JT just starts then. That's true. It's like when... It's like when... What's like a comparable... What's like an equivalent? Like, like think about Madonna. Yeah, did she like start if you with ent- a band? No, what oh, I'm saying sorry. is oh, like... Oh, I see what you mean. What I'm saying is like someone really famous from our parents' era who oh, they're sure. like, but did you know that... So and so actually started as part of the band. This band, like, David Cassidy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's an example for you. <laughs> like Sunny and Sh- okay, Sunny yeah, and yeah, Cher. Yeah. Like yep. it's a little bit different because he died, but right, they started as a duo and then she went and like got famous. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. And you're like, wait, Cher was always just Cher. It's right, like, no, right, Cher right. wasn't always just Cher. Cher was Su- Cher of Sunny and Cher. Totally. Wow. We've got some, but do, but. But yeah, how dare care. we compare Justin Timberlake to Cher? How dare we? Yeah. Flawed. <laughs> flawed. Hashtag flawed. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Thanks for the updates on how we can spend our money in this all <laughs> You're welcome. Well, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the midterm elections. Hey! It is December, but obviously everyone's been waiting on our hot take. But it's important because we saw a really, really unprecedented number of millennials elected to positions. Finally! I know. Starts here, um, including the youngest uh, congresswoman ever elected. Yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. 
Who, like, beat Abby Finkenauer by, like, two weeks or something crazy. Yeah. Two weeks? Like, in terms of birth date. Oh, Or oh. maybe a year. Got it. Right, right, right. Right so under the is, wire. Right. So there's, like, even though she's the youngest, there is, like, plenty of folks right alongside her, which is really exciting to see. Totally. Including in Berkeley, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, a 22-year-old was elected to some position. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Go, Berkeley. I guess. I yeah. don't know. I feel like that happens. Great! Yeah. <laughs> Local politics. Sure. Um, one thing that I will say, so I started following Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when she got famous, which happened, like, overnight, and mm-hmm. we all remember that. Yeah. But she's so good at Instagram storying, Ooh. and she's so good at explain. She's literally, I mean, she's really democratizing the her process mm-hmm. and really being very transparent, which I don't know. I don't really follow that many politicians, so, like, hard for me to say whether or not this is, like, any sort of real sea change from the way things are traditionally done. But mm-hmm. first of all, she's so good at always having captions on her Instagram stories. So I never listen with the sound on because I'm always afraid that one moment will happen where I'm not supposed to have the sound on and mm-hmm. it'll be on. And so I always watch Instagram stories silently. When people tell me to put the sound on with that, like, little icon, I get kind of annoyed. So I'm like, what if I can't? I just, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's like, No, but I I agree that I appreciate very much when people put the text yes. of the like It's like closed captioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But for Instagram. Yep. And it's also accessibility mm-hmm. piece. Exactly, anyway. exactly. But she's so good. She's, like, telling, she's, like, talking about, like, the process by which they choose their offices. Oh, it's a lottery. Mm. So you get, like, a lottery ticket, and then you have, like, it seems very rushed. You, like figure out what your top choices are and then your lottery ticket gets pulled and that's how you choose your office. And then she had a poll in her Instagram story that was like, should we have an office that's bigger or one that's closer to our friends? Ooh. And I voted for closer to friends because you don't want to be isolated. For sure. But you also want to think about your staff and their well-being. So, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, that's true. But anyway, so she's in. Yeah. And she's doing, she's doing a great job as far as I can tell, just like being transparent with what's going on. Yeah. Bringing her millennial vibes, um, and and really kind of like remaining true to herself and her brand, for lack of a better word. Right. right. Um, and her brand is activism. So, get it. Yeah, can't wait to see what you're able to accomplish starting next year. But she's not the only millennial. No, she's not. We have a list. Whoa. Yo. Take it away, Emma. Okay, so first we have Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Second, we have Ilhan Omar from Twin Cities, Minnesota. Whoa! Um, I've been fortunate enough to have like seen her sort of journey for the last few years. Just from oh, are being... y'all friends? No, but, but but you know, like I've always paid attention to Minnesota politics, so I'm just like over. The, I mean, as with everyone, just over the, over the moon for Ilhan. Okay. Yes. Then we have Lauren Underwood who was like not a nationally known figure, then got elected in what the pundits say was sort of a surprise Mm. victory, but she seems so cool. And I saw her on Rachel Maddow after she got elected and loved what she had to say, love her vibes. She's a woman of color Mm -hmm. and I'm so stoked for her. She's also like our age. Well, my age, she's an old millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, Next we have Colin Allred, who was a former NFL player and um, a civil rights lawyer, and he overturned um, Representative Pete Sessions, who was one of the most powerful House Republicans. So, like, amazing, amazing work, Colin. Congratulations. One of the worst. 
Pete Sessions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, wor- the worst. worst. Dude, he was the worst. Um, And Colin is, Colin is a person of color. He is. Right? Yep. Y'all. Then we have Elise Stefanik mm-hmm. from New York. Republican. She's a Republican. But, um, you know, hopefully she'll change the Republican Party. Yeah. We got, you know, this two, if this two-party system is going to happen, which it seems like it is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's hope that people, young people within the Republican Party can whip, whip that shit into shape. Yeah, yeah. And this is someone, you know, um, this is, I think, her third term in office. Yeah, I think she was, like, the youngest Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Upstate New York vibes. Okay. Don't, don't okay, hate Elise. Them. Okay, Elise. Maybe, you know, we're your, we still own you. We st- like we <laughs> yeah. still embrace you as a re- as a not as a Republican as a millennial. Um okay, we got Colin uh, Connor Lamb woot woot. in Pennsylvania. Guy rent Oh fuck, I should have practiced this. Reshenthal? Reshenthaler? <laughs> that was hard for me. Yeah. Guy. Guy. We're gunning for you. Yep. Democrat from PA. And we have Abby Finkenauer, which Emma mentioned earlier, is just a couple weeks younger, or sorry, uh, older than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Or years. I could it could be wrong. But... IDK, but Iowa, <laughs> you know, awesome. Go blue. Among the youngest women ever elected. So hey. there you go. Great. And then we have Katie Hill, who all the local celebs out in California were um, canvassing for. So true. Everyone was canvassing for her. <laughs> She's also openly bisexual, which is tight. Mm-hmm. One of the only members of the queer community to be elected as a self-identifying member of the queer community. Mm-hmm. And then number 10, which is not on this list because I think this list is outdated, but Josh Harder won. He's 30. Josh who? Josh Harder. He's the one who was running out in, like, Modesto area. Mm. Venture capitalist? Yeah, but he's, like, from Modesto. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. He, like, went to Stanford, and then he, like, came back to oh. Modesto, and he's a Democrat, and he beat... And he's 32. He... Oh, he's 32. Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. That gives me time. And he beat <laughs> Jeff Denham, and Jeff Denham was boo. Oh. Yeah. Well, thanks, Josh. We'll see what you do. We're all rooting for you. I don't know if I'll cut that. <laughs> We're well, just excited. I am. I mean, I am rooting for even the Republicans. I'm, I'm rooting for y'all to show what we know to be true about the millennial generation, which is we are more progressive and more inclusive and generally more liberal than mm-hmm. previous generations. Let's bring. Let's bring that. Yeah. Let's bring what we've learned as children of the 90s and early 2000s and use that knowledge to push our country in a responsible direction that will hopefully protect us from the inevitable destruction of climate change, among other things. Yes. And lead to justice for people regardless of race, gender, identity, etc. Yeah. I've got a lot of things that I want them to do, but yeah, I believe in yeah. them. Well, that's an, you know... That's a whole other conversation that it really does, like, I'm so excited and I'm a little nervous about the pressure that's on them. But the great news is that this is most likely just the start of Mm -hmm. millennial representation in 
in our government and hopefully this just continues um yeah that that pressure aside like this is a signal of the increasing social and economic power that potentially we can accrue as a generation to make sure that buttholes like Pete Session leave uh, our government. <laughs> Goodbye, Pete Sessions. <laughs> we don't want you anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I don't necessarily want to talk about read receipts or read receipts but there was a time when I was having a conversation and just curious how you feel about read slash read receipts Mm, like in a chat so I was having a convo with one of my only friends who still who has read receipts on (laughs) so you should explain what a read receipt is yeah so a read receipt thank you a read receipt is what appears on an iPhone when someone has actually opened up your text message and presumably read it, you can change a setting to indicate that the person on the receiving end has in some way engaged with the text message. To right. me, they're torture because you see when someone reads your what you're writing, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily always get a prompt response. Right. And then I fe- find myself making assumptions about, like, their timing and what they're doing and just going down a rabbit hole. Right. But she had an interesting take on it. I mean, she's someone who's like hyper efficient and she manages a lot of people. She works in a school context. Mm. And she was saying that she uses red receipts because she likes to indicate to her, um, her, the people that she manages when she is busy Mm. because it distinguishes like, oh, I have taken the time to see what you've written me, but or, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's more this default of, like, I'm just not checking my phone right now. Mm. And you will can assume that I'm checking my phone when you see the read receipt or the red receipt. Got but it. she's one of the only millennials I know who has it. And I feel like it was one of those things that baby boomers had, or at least, like, parents had a lot. Mm. And I'm just curious what your take on read slash read receipts is. Yeah. If you have one. Well, (laughs) the reason why, and I think a lot of people probably have this too, the reason why I absolutely would never have it while it's within my control is that I'm terrible at texting back. (laughs) Yeah. So the the notion that someone, I would be potentially making someone feel ignored because I will have read their receipt. Sorry, sorry, not. I will have read their text (laughs) message and not responded. Like that to me... It's already a shitty feeling when I realized I've not responded to something that I really wanted to. And it typically is like I get a text message and I think I don't just want to send a quick response. I want to think about how I'm going to respond to this. And then I forget. And so it's like a terrible cycle. So actually, I would just I couldn't. But what you're describing makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And maybe it's accountability mechanism I should invest in so that I actually respond to people. Or we should just ask people at Apple to do what Google did, which is a nudge when you haven't responded Mm. to something. I have loved that in my Gmail. Right? Yes. So the Gmail has this new feature where if you haven't responded to something after a certain number of days, and I don't know exactly how the algorithm works. <laughs> sorry, you're, <laughs> sorry, you're like wrapping my scarf in your hair. <laughs> I'm like putting my hair up in this closet and I'm taking <laughs> a lot of things with Your hair has suddenly gotten very stringy. 
Um, and then Nudge will just be like, hey, this was sent to you three days ago. Do you want to reply? Yes. Um, they should do that with text messages. Hey, this was sent to you. Emma and Zach are still waiting. This is a- No, it's fine. I'm never waiting. I always know. No, it's also like... I'll get 18, you know, like you two will have had a conversation and then I'll check my phone. (laughs) Yeah, you have to catch up on the whole conversation. Well, that's why we need nudges on our text messages. Yes, I agree. I didn't know that we were going to come up with a product design based on this conversation, but look at us. Yeah. Well, we're stealing from Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't sign an NDA, did you? No. Okay. Apple, get on it. Watch, you know what's going to happen. What? Corey's going to be like, my my smartphone already, ha- my Samsung already does that. God damn it, mom. Because Samsung... Get a phone, get an iPhone. Oh, wait, what's the call to action here for Corey? Corey needs to get an iPhone, even if... Corey turning the group <laughs> chat green. Seriously, and then people... Oh, Zach and I were... And uh, Krithio and I were talking about this today. The the Emma laughed at (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry so we have a couple group chats with friends from grad school and we have one someone did it someone did it in my family text too you can't (laughs) also the fact that you would be able to like laugh at a text message in iPhone already seems stupid to me oh I love it that you can like haha <laughs> yeah or like eel which is what I think of the exclamation point <laughs> the what a noise okay I feel like we're going down so many it's different so true. roads you're right, we have you're so right. much basically the point of the story is don't be that person that turns the text message green we already know that <laughs> get an iPhone if you are unfortunate enough to have a friend who still turns the text message green do not use the iPhone capability of hahaing. Or Emma, liking. are you listening to yourself? Yes, Don't I make ha-ha. mistakes. <laughs> I make mistakes too. I am a fallible human being. Um, and also, text messages should have nudges. Yeah, text mess nudges. Okay, great. We have more to talk about. Nailed it. Let's talk about astrology. Okay. I'm so excited. Seriously, so excited to talk about this. Okay, I have so much to say. So, first, um, who doesn't love astrology? Lots of people think it's boo-boo and bogus, but hey, a lot of people are into it. So, this was, like, incited for me by, or inspired, I should say, um, by my daily Teen Vogue email updates that I get. They have so much shit that's, like, what your sign says about your favorite cake. Yeah. What your sign says about your favorite. In this case, it was Christmas movie, and for some, and I just I just can't help it, and I just go for it every time. Mm-hmm. So apparently, my favorite Christmas movie as a Capricorn is Home Alone, which is boo boo because I hate that movie. It's so stressful. Oh, I see. Everything about it is so stressful. He gets left behind. Yeah. Awful. They realize when they're on a plane. Yeah. He then is home alone. Can we talk about Emma? needing to control her environment (laughs) and hating home alone (laughs) i just i get so stressed out by that movie yeah no totally okay so that's the thing but But i will say mine was love actually which is a movie i watch every year i wish mine was also love actually well be a cancer then we're complimentary signs are we are you earth or fire you're Uh, earth uh, i'm water i think 
Oh. Crab? I don't know. <laughs> it That's how it works, right? It doesn't have to do with your animal. <laughs> okay, wait. What? Water. Oh, I'm wrong. Triangle. Ooh. I think that's what the crab is. Oh, cute. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, well, that's cool. What's What's it mean to be a, a water sign? I don't know, because I'm not one. <laughs> what are you? Earth. Oh, man, that's awesome. Grounded, I feel like Earth. stubborn, controlling. That does f- resonate. With what you think of me? No, sorry. <laughs> No, those seem like like pretty like I can see why we would be compatible. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that works for me as a friend in a friend. Oh good. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay, so anyway, so then I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, Teen Vogue just is so on the astrology, but I also mm. feel like there's a lot of people in my Instagram who are always posting about astrology. I personally find it super interesting. I remember like looking up my 8th grade boyfriend in the um 17 magazine com- uh, compatibility chart mm-hmm. um hint hint we were compatible so i don't know wow. where you are what Brian Mandio, but maybe maybe we were always just meant to be i think he might be mm-hmm. married but anyway um, to another earth sign <laughs> another capricorn but then i was like what is up with all this astrology shit like it feels mm. like it has really become a thing right mm-hmm. Um, So I looked it up, and there's actually an article from The Atlantic that discusses why millennials specifically are really interested in astrology. Um, I will say, a caveat, that there is no evidence that your zodiac sign correlates to personality. Okay. But I think that, like, being born in winter, for example, Hmm. like, is a thing. Like, when you, if you think about it, Okay, now I'm just kind of going out of road because no, I know do it, it does like it's all about the stars and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> if you think about it, like if your first like weeks and months Earthbound are during the winter, like how different is that than being bored in the summer? I mean, you and I are both examples well, of that. Yeah. What What do we? What's different? I don't know. I don't like the summer. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, maybe <laughs> maybe this is not gonna be no, but I I think to your point, point to go down. no to your point there like, um, I feel as though there's some book where you can look up your birthday based on like your birthday and that year. Yeah, it's like the big astrology book. DK, I don't know, <laughs> and I've always wanted to read it, but I feel like okay to your point, Emma, if you have certain environmental pieces to your first few months maybe that does contribute to i don't know who you become yeah why not well this article says that people really turn to astrology in times of stress Mm. and that a lot of people who consult astrologers do it when they're stressed in their own life which makes a lot of sense because people in moments of stress are often searching for some sort of answer or guidance or just like a way of understanding understanding something on a different plane, right? And not coincidentally, millennials are also thought of as the most stressed generation mm. and the generation most likely to say that their stress has increased post-2010. We are more stressed 
than older generations in current years. And in general, 63% of Americans say they're significantly stressed about their country's future. I don't know why. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) But I do think that there is something here about kind of turning to guidance that's Mm -hmm. beyond us and considering the diversity in religious beliefs Mm -hmm. or lack of religious beliefs and considering how geography differences make us all kind of like have sometimes different sort of like uh, stakes or what's the word that I'd be looking for? Like we have different kind of like grounding elements Mm -hmm. in our different, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like in we're sort of like as a country trying to make sense of something that feels very anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. So what do we have that's shared besides the back of a people magazine <laughs> telling us about our love life in yeah. the month of November? Oh man, that was so, so exciting in Cosmo to like when it was your month, <gasps> yeah. you get the full page spread as opposed to just the little blurb. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you, have you dabbled? Have you dabbled in astrology? Sure. You mean like paying attention? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Um, I feel like I, the dabbling has doubled since I've met you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean. That's a compliment. No, I think everyone, even if it's, even if it feels hokey, there's something fun about like learning more about yourself. Yeah. I think it's very, very much our generation to like, to try to seek I mean maybe it's everyone but trying to better understand who we are and so I feel like this is an extension of that yeah it's like it's self-centered it's a little self-centered right this idea of like I want to continue to understand why I make the choices I make why am I acting this way right now oh oh I can blame it on mercury like fuck yeah Mercury's in retrograde, and that's why everything's kind of going crazy. You know what I mean? Like having this sort of um, trying to make sense of the forces around us that influence how we feel or how we're acting. And I think like at the end of the day, when it comes to like religion, right? Religion is trying to help you be a better person and like do good in the world by by adhering to foundationally rules that would hopefully lead to you being better right Mm -hmm. and I think this is you know sometimes they'll say like next month you're gonna have a hard conversation with your boss and like just be prepared for that even if that doesn't happen like that's not a bad tip right you should be like when work gets hard you should be prepared to have hard conversations at work, right? There's, like, nothing, there's no negative consequence of that. Yeah. But I do think it's one of those things that's, like, trying to help us, like, see ourselves reflected back, make sense of what's happening, and also, like, have tools to make things better for ourselves in the world. Yeah. And I think it's, like, where else do you go for guidance? Yeah. Like truly, especially if you're not religious, which we yeah. know that millennials are less religious than previous generations, mm-hmm. where do you go? Like, some people have the opportunity to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Some people have, like, support groups that are based around, like, you know, certain identifying features. Some people have strong communities in their friend groups. Mm-hmm. But, like, generally I feel like, and I'm someone who has, like, an incredible support group in friends and family, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. like, I generally feel like I'm just kind of, like, 
walking through this, like, trying to figure it out. And I think that's how most people feel. Yeah. And don't you wish that you could just have a bite-sized nugget of wisdom mm-hmm. that could kind of, like, help you make sense of something? Exactly. Exactly. Also quoted in this article is someone who says that astrologers are always trying to boil down giant concepts into digestible pieces of knowledge. And then this person says, the kids these days and their memes are like the perfect context for astrology. (laughs) Which, like, it also really does fit in super well with meme culture and Instagram culture and the idea that, like, how satisfying is it to see someone post something and be like, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I get that so deeply. Mm-hmm. And that is literally a picture of a disgruntled white 14 year old <laughs> boy with like two lines of text above his head. Right. But I right. totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Right. Right. I'm thinking specifically about one I saw recently about Mercury being in retrograde and some kid with braces who just looked like miserable. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Mercury in retrograde can feel like seventh grade relived. Right. Right. But, like, more broadly, those moments in your life can feel that way. Yeah. Whether Mercury's in retrograde or not. Yeah. And so it is really, it's, it is unifying in a way. Yeah. As, as much as it is, like, you trying to make sense of your own world, it is really also about opening up and saying, like, this is such a universal experience that I'm not alone in. Totally. Dude, I love meme culture. <gasps> I know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I didn't really, like, get it. I feel like it kind of, like, snuck into my life. But recently, on Friday, actually, these so these people that I'm training, they're all, like, basically 22 to 24 or 5. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, we're doing story share, which is, like, basically a take on stories, which is basically when people get up there in front of us and get to just talk about themselves for 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And this girl... They all, of course, like, I was like, you can keep it simple, blah, blah, And, of course, they all have these, like, 17 long decks sure. with, like, this is another picture of my boyfriend, and this is my mom, and, like, there's me in fifth grade. It doesn't look like me. Like, that's yeah, it. But yeah. but um, she was showing these memes about UC Berkeley, and mm. I was, like, asking them to explain them because without... I learned so much yeah. about the culture of UC Berkeley that I didn't know by, mm-hmm. like, these two memes. Right. What an, and they're so they can when when done well, right. they can communicate an, an extensive, vast history of knowledge mm-hmm. in one little meme. Yeah, yeah. And there's been so many times where it's like I can't believe that there is such resounding understanding for something that I thought was some weird idiosyncrasy of yeah. my own, like. Like, as I think some cases you have these different idiosyncrasies that you like to claim as something unique to you. But then sometimes it's like, man, I also used to eat gummies in a certain order. You know, like, yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, like, I yeah. also get really antsy at this particular moment. And so how how wonderful to, like, have humor extend out into the universe and know that there's, like... This this boils down something that isn't just something I go through, but something that is experienced more broadly. That right. is so powerful. And it's hilarious at the same time. Right. It 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 ensures that the isolation yeah. is somewhat tempered. Yeah. One one piece of it that I have heard about that can be a little concerning is that a lot of times some of the memes require 
some like vulnerability and capturing how you feel at sometimes your your lowest moments uh-huh and how some some comedians that are younger feel sort of um tied to needing to chase that feeling so that they have the humorous moments to to share if that makes sense so like they need to need to continue their humor by identifying those low points that mm. people can be unified around as opposed to the joyous moments too but i don't yeah. know enough about it that's interesting because i think that that's about like a question of comedy mm. i just think about like mark Ma- like there was a time in my life when i listened to mark maron's podcast a lot and he was always talking about like comedians being like the most fucked up people yeah. and how like it's this type of person that takes the darkness in their life and yeah. like turns it into humor and like that I think is like an, a different conversation, You're but so I right. think like, huh? Yeah, but it is dangerous if we start to paint, yeah, with broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, interesting. that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, Emma. Cool. That's um, so fascinating. Yeah. Well, I'm now re-inspired to find the best astrology-related memes. Oh and post man! Them on the, post them on the gram. Look the fuck out! <laughs> I'm I'm so thrilled about that. I can't wait. Yes. Okay. TBT. TBT. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. TBT. Yeah. <gasps> Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. <clears throat> Emma, I am not ashamed. That I have a like '90s music, like uh, like pop rock music from the '90s playlist that I listen to at work. Why would you be ashamed of that? I just said I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> defensive, defensive. No, I just mean like it's it it's often a lot of the same songs. Like there's a lot of Savage Garden on it. And, yes. Like, Third Eye Blind and um, Weezer and stuff like that, but. I think there's one ring to rule them all. Hashtag Lord of the Rings. And that is Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger. Which I didn't even know the song title and the artist name, but... It, that's why it's one of those songs that, like, every trivia every trivia Ooh. company plays to, like, you know, and their music round plays it because it's, like, no one a one-hit wonder that no one knows the song. And also, like, I don't even know if in the song they say flagpole sitter. I don't think they probably do, but also this is a two-for-one because not only are we hearing your TBT, but we're also getting some of your inside scoop on trivia. Yeah. Okay, but sing the, can we sing the song real quick? Oh, yeah. I want to publish and rage against my So good. And also, I want to publish zines and yes. Rage Against Machines. Still Obviously, an illusion to Still Rage a Against a Machine. <laughs> I want to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt. It feels fine. Oh God. I know. I wish people were still piercing their tongues because they were angsty. Yeah, and their eyebrows. Oof. 
Although, I don't know, did people do that out of angst? Probably. I don't know. It was definitely part of the emo mood. Mm. Still a mood. Still a mood. That was such a good song. Oh, God. Paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. Watching TV. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's the truth, but no one ever dies. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Here's my TBT. Ready? Yeah. On Friday night, I was talking with some people from work. Most of the people I work with are younger millennials. There's one person I work with who's 32. Mm-hmm. And we were describing to them the concept of stuffing your shoes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... There's a couple things that could happen. Future generations are going to be like, what the <laughs> fuck? It was so bizarre. Yeah. Um, Adidas superstars. Mm-hmm. First, replace the skinny laces with thick laces. Obviously. Obviously in the same color as the stripes. <laughs> Don't get too <laughs> fancy on. and creative. <laughs> Don't be too weird. Take, get tube socks. Mm-hmm. Tall tube socks. With the stripes on it, right? Oh, I don't think so. I oh. would just go plain white. Okay. Maybe the ones with the stripes in your world, but in my world, I think it was mostly just plain white. Okay. Pull them all the way up to your knee. Yeah. Then pull them all the way down so the top of the sock is at where your ankle crease is. Mm-hmm. Then take the sock that's extended out beyond your toe and roll it yes. over your foot like a snail shell. Yeah. Put your foot in the shoe. So we're like imagining like an elf foot right now. Where you pulled the sock yes, down yes, 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 and yes. rolled the toe. Yes. <laughs> Put your foot in your shoe. Loosen the shoelaces so that the tongue will pop out a little bit. And you get a puffy look. Mm-hmm. Now, there is also a technique that I would say was a much more extreme version. Mm-hmm. Where you literally get an entire another pair of socks just for the stuffing that you roll that is and extreme. put under the tongue in order to make it pop out. Yeah. And then you're an early, late 90s, early 2000s middle school, high school baby. Yeah. My grandpa, whose toes are like <laughs> literally fucked up because in the depression he couldn't <laughs> buy shoes that fit him. No. It must be like his heart must be hurting. The great generation. That. <laughs> That's oh, what they're that what called. Was? Yeah, okay, go. They, no, I'm they just suffered. saying like, oh. like they suffered so that we could <laughs> fuck our feet up by shoes. showing socks down our shoes. Anyway, oh, the, the young millennials didn't believe us, but the old millennials, we told them. Oh, what? Man. Ugh. What a time. Fashion, man. And then they started, and then the shoe companies started, that was the beginning of them trying to suck our capitalist power. Yeah. Suck on it. Suck yeah. at the teat of the millennial Ooh. capitalist power. But they started making, like, pre-stuffed, I, where the tongue was really poopy. Oh, that's what I was just thinking. So what I was picturing in my head, Emma, is, like, what was the shoe that was, like, DC? DC? Yes. Okay. Yeah. DC. Or Etnies. Just giant fat tongue yeah. shoes and that's what you would have like with your skateboard shorts yeah. that like went down to your knees then you'd have like mid-calf your tube sock that right. might have the stripes that's sort yes. of like the image i had with your like you know dc yeah fat tongue those fat tongues man. yeah 
Well, then this young millennial, Sean, was like, no, 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 the fat tongues are so that you can protect your foot when you're skateboarding. Okay, Sean. Right? Nothing, nothing about that shoe was protecting your foot yeah. at all. He was like, no, it happened to me. I, it protects my ankle. But, like, the thing is, Sean... Get your head I, out of your ass, Sean. <laughs> I watched Skate Kitchen, and in Skate Kitchen, the movie, with Jaden Smith and Rachel Weinberg and some other hella cool actresses Rochelle maybe Rochelle Weinberg whatever they wear regular vans mm. and like covers yeah they don't wear that like puffy shit yeah Sean Sean like what are you talking about it's a nice it's a nice idea anyway right. thanks for listening everyone yeah thank you so much hope the wait was worth it oh <laughs> see you potentially in a fortnight see you in a fortnight see you in a fortnight for sure.